This is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, Coffee with Carrie, then make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe, and take a sip of coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. And then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement too. You can also find me at Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think, no, I know, you're going to be encouraged. Hi, y'all. In this episode, I want to challenge us as moms to take a hard look at our busy schedules and to take a look at our intentions and motives for the things we choose to do in our personal time, our family time, and our homeschooling. I want to look at what burdens we're carrying and how it might be affecting our hearts and our homes. I hope you're not too busy to take a listen today, and I mean to truly stop and listen. I even tried to keep this episode short and sweet for you. Now, I'm a huge fan of C.S. Lewis. He was a brilliant writer and apologetic. His analogies were masterful, from depicting Jesus as Aslan in the Narnia series to Uncle Screwtape as Satan in the Screwtape Letters. I think the Screwtape Letters is probably one of my favorite C.S. Lewis books and probably one of my all-time favorite books. Now, a few years back, I even had a chance to see the Screwtape Letters performed live on stage with a friend. Now, I've recently picked up this book to reread yet again, and a particular passage hit me hard again. In this particular chapter, Screwtape, he's a master demon and tempter, is writing to his nephew, Wormwood. He's giving him advice on the best ways to tempt his quote-unquote client you know, us. (laughs) Wormwood, his nephew, and who is new to the demon and tempting business, is quite disappointed that all of his big temptations that he's thrown at his client, well, they just weren't working. So listen to his uncle's advice for the best way to tempt someone from seeking truth, from seeking God, and from seeking first the kingdom of God. Oh, and I may have added in some of my own modern suggestions in the text as I read it to you. This is how it goes. Dear nephew, you will find that anything or nothing is sufficient to attract his wandering attention. You no longer need a good book, which he really likes, to keep him from his prayers or his work or his sleep. A column of advertisements in yesterday's paper or scrolling through Instagram will do. You can make him waste his time not only in conversations he enjoys with people whom he likes, but in conversations with those he cares nothing about on subjects that bore him. You can make him do nothing at all for long periods of time. You will say that these are very small sins, 
and doubtless, like all young tempters, you were anxious to be able to report spectacular wickedness. But do remember, the only thing that matters is the extent to which you separate the man from the enemy. It doesn't matter how small the sins are, provided that their cumulative effect is to edge the man away from the light and out into the nothing. Murder is no better than cards or social media, mindless movies, and cheesy novels, if cards and those other things can do the trick. Indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signpost. Your affectionate uncle, Screwtape. Now, this particular letter and chapter, they get me every time I read it. Now, as believers, our eternal salvation is promised, so we're not on a gradual road to hell. However, this is an accurate description of how Satan can keep us from our calling, from making God a priority, and from doing kingdom work. Let me read it again. Indeed, the safest road to hell or away from God's purposes for our lives, is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signpost. Keeping us busy doing everything or nothing in particular is a powerful way for the enemy to distract us mamas. So how busy are we? Well, let me share with you a little story. I modernized it a bit and put a little mom flair to it but it's called Satan's Meeting. Satan called a worldwide convention of demons. In his opening address, he said, we can't keep Christians from going to church. We can't keep them from reading their Bibles and knowing the truth. We can't even keep them from forming an intimate relationship with their Savior. Once they gain that connection with Jesus, our power over them is broken. So let them go to their churches, but let's steal their time so that they don't have time to develop that relationship with Jesus. The devil said, this is what I want you to do. Distract them from gaining hold of their savior and maintaining that vital connection with him throughout the day. Well, the demon shouted back, how are we going to do this? Well, said Satan, keep them busy in the non-essentials of life and invent innumerable schemes to occupy their minds. Tempt them to spend, 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 and borrow, borrow, borrow. Persuade the wives to go to work for long hours and the husbands to work six and seven days a week, 10 to 12 hours a day. Keep them focused on the Joneses and the latest trends. Keep them from spending quality time with their children. Fragment their families. Overstimulate their minds so that they cannot hear that still small voice of God. Entice them to play the radio or Spotify whenever they drive. Entice them to keep the TVs, iPads, and PCs going constantly in their home. And see to it that every store and restaurant in the world constantly plays non-biblical music and bombards them with the lies and with half-truths. This will jam their minds and break that union with Christ. Pound their minds with the news 24 hours a day. Invade their driving moments with traffic. Flood their mailbox with junk mail and promotion offering free products, services, and false hopes. Fragment their churches and communities. 
cause division among friends and neighbors, cause them to fear each other. Even in their recreation, let them be excessive. Have them return from their recreation exhausted. Keep them too busy to go into nature and reflect on God's creation. Instead, send them to amusement parks, sporting events, and mindless movies. Keep them busy, busy, busy. And when they do meet for spiritual fellowship, involve them in a little gossip and small talk so that they leave with troubled consciences. Crowd their lives with so many good causes that they have no time to seek power from Jesus. Soon they will be working in their own strength, sacrificing their health and their families for the good of the cause. It will work. It will work. Yes, it was quite a plan. The demons went eagerly to their assignments, causing Christians everywhere to get busier and busier than ever, going here and there, having little time for their God or for their families, having no time to tell others about the power of Jesus to change lives. I guess the question is, has the devil been successful in his schemes? You be the judge. Satan said, keep them busy, busy, busy. What does busy mean? What does B-U-S-Y stand for? Why it stands for being under Satan's yoke. Now, the first time I heard this little story, I was crushed. But then I was reminded of a different yoke. You see, in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 29, Jesus calls us to take on a different yoke, his yoke. It says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Since this is such a well-known and beloved verse, let's unpack it a little bit. Jesus begins by saying, come to me. There it is. There's our big mic drop moment right there. Jesus is beckoning us to come to him. We need to stop going to our friends and the internet and social media and Amazon and YouTube first for our answers and for help. We need to go to Jesus. Jesus should be our first conversation and our go-to person. And it sounds so simple, right? Yet it's so hard to do that when we're stressed, which is why Jesus clarifies who he's calling. Just in case you didn't hear his call to come, he points a finger at you and me and calls us out. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Well, if that doesn't describe me, I don't know what does. I'm always working and I'm always feeling heavy laden. It's like, you know, when your child is in the middle of a temper tantrum or they're locked into a project and the only way to get his attention is to snap your fingers or whistle loudly or to shout his name. You do whatever you need to do to get his attention so he will listen to you. This verse is Jesus trying to get our attention. Read the verse again. Actually, read it as many times as you need to. And each time, Replace the word all in all who labor and heavy laden with your name. Carrie, come to me. You labor and you are heavy laden. Now does Jesus have my attention? Does he have yours? So once Jesus has our attention, he gives one of the most precious promises in the Bible. I will give you rest. You know, once we catch our breath, 
then we can focus on Jesus and what he wants to share with us. We don't need to do all the extra stuff, mamas. We don't need to be so burdened and overworked. Seek first his kingdom and all these things will be given to us. If we trust and obey these commands, Jesus promises rest. I love the Living Bible Translation. Come to me and I will give you rest. All of you who work so hard beneath a heavy yoke, wear my yoke for it fits perfectly. And let me teach you for I am gentle and humble and you will find rest for your souls for I give you only light burdens. I love that translation. Think about it. Jesus's yoke fits us perfectly. Now, if our yoke is chafing, (laughs) then I don't think we're wearing Jesus's yoke. His yoke is easy and perfectly matched for the task he has given us. It fits us perfectly. If our shoulders are bruised and irritated from the load we're carrying, there's a good chance the load is self-inflicted and not given to us by God. Jesus will only give us what we can carry. If we aren't able to truly rest after a day's work or a day of homeschooling, we might be working in our own strength and not in the Lord's. If we follow his ways and put on his yoke, our souls will find rest. God promises us that. God's task, yoke, truly is easy, and our calling or our burden truly is light. Mamas, Let's remove the yoke we have placed on our backs or the yoke that the world has placed on our shoulders and let's replace it with Jesus's yoke. Let's replace it with God's plans and God's ways for our lives and for our homeschooling. Let's get busy, but doing kingdom work and let's get busy seeking first the kingdom of God. Let's not be under Satan's yoke, but let us put on Jesus's yoke and rest in the promises he will give us rest. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to hang out with me today and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our new and improved website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, coffeewithcarryconsultant. And don't forget to check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, then this is a perfect book to read. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or with a friend who is weary and burdened. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast and then maybe take a few minutes to leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. I hope you're not too busy to join us in sunny California this March for our annual special weekend for homeschooling moms. It's this weekend. And if you can't join us, then please pray for the weekend, the speakers, and the moms who will be attending. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and our new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.